Welcome to Majnuni Confessions. This is a podcast dedicated to the Majnuni experience. If you don't know what that is, Google it. I am here for Majnunis, Sharmutas, hoes, dykes, strippers, porn stars, cam girls, LGBTQQAI2, poor people, sick and disabled hustlers, all my outlaws, and anybody out here pimping the system and making a way out of no way, I salute you. I am your host, Amira Barakat Al-Baladi, the sacred stripper, the Arab goddess, the founder of Heaven on Earth Reiki, holistic healing for hoes. Hoes are healers and sacred stripper on Instagram, bringing you an all new podcast from the front lines, being a real live Arab American gay girl and Muslim sex worker, sharing my stories of how I've survived being a brown girl genius. I hope you'll enjoy listening and I hope something you hear here helps you survive and thrive too. Stay tuned. Hey Mejnunis, welcome back to another episode of Mejnuni Confessions, the only podcast dedicated to the Mejnuni experience. I love to talk about very controversial topics that don't really get a lot of airtime and don't really get a lot of um, perspective from the Mishnuni experience, <laughs> from my perspective as an Arab American hoe. Um, so there's, there's a lot on my mind right now. I'm just going to film or record as many episodes as possible delving into the different topics that I've been wanting to explore. Um, and what I love about this podcast is that I basically just have free reign to talk through my thoughts and explore different topics that are personal and interesting to me. The way that I see things coming up, um, and don't really get addressed. Today, I want to address the energetic resonance of oppression. So this is something that I've really been noticing all year, especially this year. Um, And I haven't really put too many words to it or had this conversation with too many people, but I really want to get into this energetic resonance of oppression, okay? Um, Because what I noticed in the process of decolonizing my brain, deprogramming myself from my social conditioning, um, and kind of becoming a little more aware of um my own my own internalized biases and um just judgments that I wasn't aware of um I also started to notice the ways that other people were reacting to me more than I had been noticing before um and like Anytime you want to talk about, I I don't know, it's like anytime you want to talk about touchy subjects, for me, it's always a little tough because I really don't want to, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm really, I'm, I'm very soft. Like I'm super soft. So I just 
don't want anybody to feel sad or hurt by anything that I say. But the thing about that is that no matter what, I'm a Gemini. Like, no matter what I say, somebody is going to be deeply hurt and offended. Even when I'm trying my hardest to, to soften it and sugarcoat it. So, I'm working through these throat chakra blocks now so that I can really express myself and say what I got to say in the way that I want to say it. Because I already know it's going to be healing. Even if it hurts, it's going to be healing. I'm a healer. I'm I'm a beautiful beam of light. I'm a butterfly. I'm a fairy. I'm a goddess. Like, I'm here for good. I'm here for good. I'm here to help. I'm here to heal. I want to know how much we as Arab people and Palestinian people, how much are we locking ourselves into states of um, trauma and repeated cycles of violence and how much are we locking ourselves into like constant states of grief by constantly grieving and constantly being in grief um you know a lot of people will not understand this conversation they'll take it as spiritual bypassing i believe in energy so while yes i'm always going to like with respect to reality point the finger um at the perpetrators that are actually hurting us and hurting others i also can't control anybody but myself and i also want to know where am i contributing to um my own oppression and keeping myself in a state of victimhood because that's what i know this applies to literally any power dynamic that could possibly exist. You know, there's say there's two people. Say I'm walking down the street and I'm walking up on a man. I see a man ahead of me and I'm walking up on him. Uh, and I'm already thinking, oh, great. He's going to try to talk to me. He's going to say something dumb. I don't want to hear it. Um, I'm projecting that on him. And it's quite likely that he could absorb that and then give me the same shit that I'm not looking for, you know? Um, and I think it just depends on how much of an empty vessel someone is. Doing all this deprogramming and, like, removing thought forms and entities and stuff, I feel like I became such a, an empty vessel and an open vessel. I started to become very conscious of the the things that people were projecting on me and thinking that I was thinking, and, you know, you'll drive yourself crazy trying to be so conscious of that. But at the same time, it was a gift for me to, like, look and see that, like, um, you know, this person is looking at me thinking away, feeling away. And it really doesn't have anything to do with my actual actions or anything that I'm actually doing it's just my existence period and looking the way I look and being in the here in this space um that's upsetting this person that's triggering this person and it's like pretty much a hard pill to swallow that like people can be that upset and that offended just by seeing you you know I mean I'm a I'm a brown girl and I grew up 
in a white town. So I was used to that. But as I got older, I guess, um, you know, the way that I looked and being pretty and, um, you know, young, like a young, younger grown woman, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it is that's changed because now I'm in my 30s. I'm older um, and I don't know if it's that I'm more conscious of these dynamics or, and I was more oblivious before. Actually, I think that's pretty much what it is. Um, or if it's just because I'm older, I'm like occupying a different positionality. Um, but I just, I don't have words to explain this, but I want to talk about this thing that I felt and that I've experienced that I've noticed this energetic resonance of oppression where it's like there is this energy signature that's being held in place by people's perceptions of themselves and one another and just talking um or just saying you know i don't even fucking know hold on I don't know how to talk about this. Like, this is so fucking challenging. I don't know how to talk about this. Maybe it's just not the right time to talk about it. Basically, it's always the right time to talk about things that are hard to talk about. That's how you know you need to talk about them. And it's so rewarding once you get through it. Um, But I don't blame myself. I recorded this podcast over the summer and I'm still, again, grappling with these ideas and um, figuring out how to talk them through. In the meantime, though, I have a ritual for that. Um, I channeled my healing mind control ritual in January of 2018. And I've done it almost every single month faithfully, most months without skipping one. I did it every month for the first year and almost every month for the second year and most months for the third year. Um, I don't know where I would be without that. The most important step of that ritual, which the ritual basically works to remove all this mental programming and indoctrination um, and social conditioning that keeps us small and keeps us stuck and keeps us really rigid in society's boxes for us. Um, But the most important part of that ritual is, yes, after you release those roots of mind control, then you reprogram. You reprogram with what you want to achieve and with what you want to manifest. You fill those holes with your own reality that you choose for yourself instead of one that's been imposed on you join the heaven on earth app on mighty networks at heavenonearth.mn.co and download your free copy of the ritual it's an electronic copy and it has the full ritual instructions as well as intentions to release which are very powerful and they they play with the fabric of our reality because so much of our reality is a simulation and has been imposed on us. If I'm talking your language, then you already know what it is and you're definitely going to enjoy this work. <laughs> I had to come back here and say something. Um, 
when I record these episodes, usually I don't even publish them. Like this one was recorded over the summer. I get so nervous. I'm going to keep working with this. You know, a lot of it has to do with just just simply wanting to be liked, you know, and not wanting to say something that is too controversial or too offensive. But fucking my whole life is controversial and offensive to somebody. So I can't tiptoe around people that don't even want me to exist in the first place. Now, can I? What type of sense does that make? And that is, again, playing into the energetic resonance of oppression. So I'm going to silence myself because I know that somebody's not going to like it. That sounds like a slow death. That doesn't sound like anything that a Gemini would ever want to do or should do. So, you know what? I'm just going to keep talking. I'm just going to keep saying my two cents and putting it out there. Um, Because I know somebody out there feels me. And it's worth it to me. Like Audre Lorde teaches us, it is always better to speak knowing we were never meant to survive. And if I don't speak, I'm still afraid. So what'd that mean? This has been another episode of Majnuni Confessions, the only podcast dedicated to the Majnuni experience. And if you don't know what that is, Google it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Peace. Ma salama. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Majnuni Confessions. It feels great to make a space for myself to be a Majnuni. <laughs> Peace out, beautifuls. Stay tuned for next time. Oh yeah, one more thing. I'd love to hear your two cents too. Go to anchor.fm slash Confessions and leave me a voice note. I can play it on the show and respond to you directly. Keep it respectful, okay?